Hey friends, welcome to the Missions Month podcast with First Baptist Church of Arlington. My name is Josh Stack. I'm one of the hosts of the podcast, not on staff, just a faithful member and a lover of all things podcasts. And I'm Charlie Pinnell. I'm your worship minister for the Contemporary Service. And I'm Ashley, the Cross-Cultural Ministries Director here at First Baptist Arlington. Oh, Missions Month podcast. Yeah. Man, finally, after I feel like a couple of months of just conversation and like, what is this thing going to look like? We're, we're here. We're I mean, doing this. Episode one of one million. I'm calling it right That's now. That's right. Let's go. How long I would it take us to... I my wife that. Okay. Yeah, you may <laughs> want to It's ask. a big time commitment. So the Missions Month podcast, we love missions, right? So Absolutely. that's what we're all about. But we want our people to live sent. So if you are listening to this as part of your own walk, which we'll explain what the walk is a little bit later, we want to encourage you, make you laugh, and invite you to pray and give toward the World Mission Offering. Pray, go, give. That's what it is. That's right. So that's pretty easy nice. to remember, right? Pray. pray. Pray, go, give. That's good. That's good. So last year, I um, made an effort to raise awareness for the most important thing, and that's the spread of the gospel. And I was inspired by listening to Ashley talk about our cross-cultural workers. And she said, in West Africa, some of those people may walk 5, 10, 15 miles just to spread the gospel message or disciple a church. That's so wild. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like, so, that's literally like walking from like here at our church to downtown Dallas every day. I, you know, I think I had over 30,000 steps, which is like two days at six flags. If wow. Can, if y'all can think about it. a lot of six flags. Um, so, but one of the biggest takeaways that I had, um, so last year I, I actually walked 15 miles from Lake Arlington to the church and then back. And, um, and you chose like the worst day of the it pandemic was, to it do was it. The, it was like absolute. raining the whole day. And didn't you say it's like super cold? And it was the first day of the year that it got like under 50. It was miserable, so, but you were faithful. Boom. Yes. And that's part of what, you know, engaging with missional life, living scent is like yes. being faithful to God's calling on your life. That's right. And so, um, you know, there wasn't a lot that we could do. I, I don't remember if we were gathering at that point in the year. I don't even think we were doing worship. I don't worship. think we were. Um, and so we wanted to bring some sort of experience to the church that brought joy, but also raised awareness to be like, dude, what are these people doing for the gospel? And what am I willing to do for the gospel? And so one of the biggest, um, I guess, takeaways was like, dude, this thing became the spiritual experience. Um, and it kind of caught me off guard. So um, I don't know if y'all have ever walked 15 miles. Have you? Like in my life? Yeah. That's debatable. Well, you've probably walked like 15 miles. Maybe not in one not, not in, yeah, not at one time. <laughs> Maybe ever. Um, but it felt like, um, you know, oftentimes I walk and I pray and I listen for God on these walks. Um, it's kind of been a, a mainstay spiritual experience for me. So, But to couple that passion with missions was just a joy. And so this year, um, we want to invite you to take your own walk. So whether that's five, 10, 15 miles, it doesn't matter, but listen to this missions month podcast. It's about 30 minutes long. Um, and we hope that you're going to be encouraged and equipped, um, to answer that question. What would you do for the gospel? That's right. It's a good question. You know, if we were to have a race of 15 miles in this room, who would win? Not me. Josh and I are about 
the same height. Josh mm-hmm. is about six six, mm-hmm. and I'm six five. So we big boys. Yeah, but there's another thing I'm going to beat you at. What's that? That's missions trivia. Boom. Okay, Charlie, you were super confident in this missions month trivia. You got to be confident. You have to. I think I think it's important, and I need to take my own advice because I am not feeling super good about this. But um, you know, cheer for the fun. You know, give it your all. That's all that I expect. The good old college try. Um, so here's the way this will work with our rules. Uh, Ashley will ask the question, mm-hmm. and you'll get an opportunity to discuss and answer. Okay, makes sense. And if you get it right, you get a point. And if you get it wrong. I get a chance to steal and I get two points if I get it. Whoa. Right. How's that work? Like simple math. <laughs> One <Are> plus two. <laughs> Who made these rules? Because I feel like I'm those should be making blood. them up as I go. Okay. Well, In favor for Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then when it's my turn, you know what? I think we're going to bump it back down to one, uh, one All point. All right. So if I lose yeah, and if you lose, we're going to give to the world mission offering. The biggest loser. Yes. Has to give the biggest donation. Now, here's the deal. How do we give to the world mission offering? Ashley. Well, you can give online through the app or even by check um, and put it in one of the boxes at the church. But on your check, you need to designate it WMO. World mission offering. Homo. Homo. No. I think WMO. Is that a thing? Um, <laughs> so, okay. But we're also, this year is a pretty special year because Psalm one worship has created original content and songs, uh, and music videos just for this offering. I and love so it. we're calling this, um, our packages question. Yes. What is Psalm one worship? Psalm one worship is the creative arts arm of our church. And so it's designed to have artists and musicians and whatever, create worship offerings for God. That's awesome. I love it. Super cool. So we've been in the studio and writing songs since January. Um, so let me tell you about the packages. Okay. okay. So the first one, we're going to call this package one. It's $10. Very creative name. By I the know. Way. I'm very creative. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also very descriptive and literal. So, um, but package one is $10 okay. and it includes a music video of our original custom song and the song itself. So you don't go have to go pay, you know, a dollar on iTunes. We're just going to give it to you free. You're going to be able to download it. Love that. The other thing is our classic worship ministry uh, is going to give us Aaron Toms's original orchestration and choral arrangement uh, that he did for the 150th anniversary. Wow. And so we're all working really hard on packaging all that up for you. But $10 donation is that one. It's like two in one. I know. Package two is our $25 donation, and it comes with all of that. And a Psalm 1 t-shirt. Ooh, now these t-shirts are pretty cool. Yeah, the t-shirts have been designed by people in our church. I thought you were going to say, yeah. the what? same guy who came up with the names for the packages. That's super right. cool. It's very descriptive. <laughs> it said Psalm 1. No, actually, these are really cool t-shirts. They're super soft. They do look really cool. Um, because I'm not going to order and make a t-shirt that's not soft. I'm just guarantee you that. Thank you. Not, not going to give you something you wouldn't wear yourself. That's right. Yeah. We're going to be wearing them on stage during missions month too. So uh, if you didn't know, Josh Deck is a beautiful singer. Yes. I'm, I digress. Little plug in you right are. there. You got a beautiful voice. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Um, so that's package two. And then drum roll, please. There you go. 
That's our thank you sound effects man. Um, is a hundred dollars okay? But bear with me. It's all of that stuff that you got in package one and two, and what I'm calling fancy dinner. Fancy dinner. Yeah. When was the last time you went on a fancy dinner? I don't know. Probably pre-COVID. Josh, we hit up Chili's the other night. It was pretty good. That is not a fancy dinner. <laughs> let me tell you. Fancy let me, me. S- let me sell this. A hundred dollar <laughs> donation will get you surf and turf and entertainment from Psalm One Worship and all sorts of things. You'll also Whoa. be able to hear the vision um, and the values of Psalm One uh, Worship and missions. So right. and and hopefully the fruit of this collaboration. So that's right. We what's our goal for World Mission Offering again? It's $100,000 in the month of November. Wow. Okay. We're going to kill it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Last year, we raised more funds than ever before. That's right. And we're going out in faith that we're asking for 20 more thousand dollars in this month. Yes. Correct. Yes. Wow. Oh, that's awesome. All right. So with all those ways to give, that's awesome. So let's uh, start our missions trivia. Without okay. further ado, Charlie wasn't going to forget about that one. Question one. Josh. Yes. How many global centers does FBCA have? Oh, crud. <laughs> okay. Um, 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 I will go with. You better not get this wrong. Four sounds, four sounds like a good number. I don't even know if that's close, but four sounds good. Incorrect. Oh. Bad start. Charlie. All right. I am the expert here. And I'm going to say three right now. Correct. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We do have three, but we are almost there, Josh. We're gearing up to launch one locally as well. That would be make number when four. Did, when does that start? When are we launching the fourth one? Probably within the year. Okay. I mean, maybe when I say year, fiscal year. Okay. So, you know, the global centers like are... I should lo- have a point for that. But. Yeah, you should. Have these... Glo- the global centers are locations right, where FPCA commissioned cross-cultural workers serve our global communities. Oh. So, and where where are they? Where are our we've global got centers currently? West Africa, Western Europe, uh, Central Europe, and then eventually we'll have one here locally. Okay. So, how does a local global mission work? What does that mean? Are oh. we t- are we are we just you know? What does that mean? And what does that mean? Yeah. That's a big question, Charlie. That takes a little bit. It's basically you've got these um, through globalization, technology. You can reach the world here locally, not only through technology, but the diaspora. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. Just the people that are scattered up on this earth, they're here as well. And so what does this look like for all of us to come together collectively to be faithful servants of God? Yeah. Okay. That's huge. That's a fun fact. Did you know that, Josh? Nah. Okay. I'm a student today. Listen, full full disclosure, I, like, I'm a podcast guy. I'm a radio guy. That's what I do for a living. Um, but I'm not a missions guy. And so today, like, I feel like I'm maybe I'm a student just like you listening, but maybe you are just wondering, like, what is, what is this whole missions thing about? And so um, I may lose this missions trivia pretty handily since I'm already down quick. But um, yeah. as, as a podcast guy, do you, did you like my buzzer? Yeah. Good job. Okay. Good job. Okay. So question number two, who's starting? Charlie. Charlie. Starting. How many 
cross-cultural workers do we currently have at FBCA? Four, six, or ten? Oh. I, I, I think I know the answer, but I'm not sure. They have like, you sometimes have like secret cross-cultural workers too, so I don't know. Ten. I'm going ten. Incorrect. Oh. What? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here's my chance. Okay. Um, when all else fails. You, you've got I multiple have, choice. Yeah, I know. But when all else fails and they said, like, if you don't know an answer, go with B. So I'm going to go with B. Six cross-cultural workers. B is a great answer. Is it right? Or yes, wrong? it is right. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. You're like, it's a great answer, but you're wrong. <laughs> but you're wrong. We do have six, but we are adding four more this year. So we will have 10 soon. Wow. And I will say they're all long-term workers. That means four plus years. Okay. Commitment. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you, I, I didn't even know that you like have like long-term commitments. Yes. That's, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. So, um, so with, uh, who, who's winning? I, well, now you're we're both tied. No, because you got a half a point, so you're up you're I, two point five to my two. I don't have to count the half a point. Okay, I, that was that was merely like He's a prophetic. last minute. That was a last minute plea. So, Josh is a sweetie. <laughs> so two two, we're tied up two two. Okay, question number three, yep. Josh. So Gabe and Seda are workers in West Africa mm-hmm. for twelve years. Oh my gosh. Okay, so it's a long time. What did they not have in their home the first year? When they moved, one, running water, two, electricity, or three, a toilet. Oh my gosh. Maybe we should do the walk that way next year. What? <laughs> what? Like, whatever the answer to this is, not have running water or okay. toilets. Yeah, the first, so the first thing that came to mind when I was thinking, okay, what do they, what do they not have? Um, I was initially, I'm just going to stick with it. I'm going to say running water because that was the first thing that came to mind for me. Correct. Really? Yes. What? What? That's right. No way. They had to go in to the community wells and um, get water from the community wells with everybody else and bring them in to the house. Do you happen to know how long, how long they went without that? Because you said they've been there 12 years. I don't know. Okay. It was sometime in the first year. Any any amount of time is a... That's is, hard. That's hard. That's tough. So, Did it bring a whole new meaning to the song, It Is Well? well. Get out of here. <laughs> oh. I also let you know I'm a full-time dad and dad joke. Dad joke. Entrepreneur. Okay, number four. Yeah, it's killing me. Charlie, what nationality are the team leaders in West... Europe, Western, Western Europe. Europe. So do you need multiple choice on this? Western Europe, Western Europe, Western Europe. Okay. So one American, two Egyptian, three Spaniard. What nationality are the people they work with or yes, the couple? The team leaders. Uh, what did the team leaders work with? with who, who to who which do, who do our workers work for minute minister to no 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 work their with. team their, their team, team leaders. leaders 
Yeah, team leaders. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> As you can tell, I'm stalling. Uh, C. Which was? Spaniard. Incorrect. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, so it's American or Egyptian. Yes. Okay. Okay, Josh. Stop doing the buzzer. Um, I'll go. American seems too easy. I'll, I'll say Egyptian. Correct. Two points. Woo. Wah, wah. All right. Here's the fun fact and truth. I think they shared answers before this podcast. Recording. <laughs> we did not. We did not. Now, I will say that our workers in Western Europe submit to the Egyptian team leader's authority. This wow. team has been working there for over 20 years. Um, and they were commissioned out of their local church in Egypt to minister among Arab-speaking immigrants there. That's so, crazy. That's awesome. Yes, it is. So Christianity has been in Egypt a long time. It has been. It's cool. So number five. Number I don't. Five. I don't remember who. I'm pulling. I'm pulling a strong lead. I feel like because I went. I think that's a two. two I went two one two. So five. I can count five points. Okay. So Josh, five we're going to gonna start with you. Okay. How many volunteer trips do we have in a year? Typically. Well, we'll we'll go with this year. Four, eight, or twelve. <sighs> Hasn't steered me wrong so far. I'm going to say, say B, eight. Correct. Did you make all the answers B? <laughs> I don't know. Now i got to go check that. Yes, yes, yes. Hold on. You, you get, said you get a buzzer. Oh, thank you. No, I get a, I get a ding. I get oh, a correct. You do get a ding. So Dude, this year we have eight. Me. These are all led by lay leaders okay. in our church who've gone through the appropriate processes to lead these trips. And if you can't go on one, there are local opportunities to get involved, such as with the Arlington Arab Women's Center, International Friends, Dash, Mission Arlington, or Christian Women's Job Corps. So many opportunities. Yes. Like right here in the Metroplex. That's right. Which I think makes even even cooler that you mentioned, Ashley, that like, you know, we're starting by next year, fiscal year next year, that we're going to have like another global center, which is just, you know, another another opportunity to like you know, get involved. That's right. Surf. So, Charlie, here's the last question for this episode. That means it's a bonus round. What? what? And so, if I answer this, <laughs> He's that it means I make rules. up all of the points. <laughs> okay. Well, this one's a hard one. I'm in. I'm ready. We're going to turn the beat to the missional heartbeat in FBCA. <laughs> That's right. Like that? So we're going to talk frontier. Okay. So the word frontier people is a term coined by Joshua Project, but basically it means people that are ethnically lingual groups who have 0.1% or fewer Christians of any kind among its population. Mm. So what does that mean? There's no evidence of a self-sustaining gospel movement. Okay. Okay. So here's the trivia. How much of the world lives in these groups and has almost no chance of hearing about Jesus from someone within their group? That's I'll so give hard. you multiple choice. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm going to go with B. <laughs> <laughs> one fourth of the world, one tenth of the world, one eighth of the world. 
All right. So here's what I know. About one third of the world's population is could be considered Christian, I think. I hope this doesn't fail you. Oh, shoot. So you're, ta- you're saying that how many are frontier? Hmm, I'm going to say a quarter, 25%. Final Correct. answer. <gasps> that means I win. That means one in four people in the whole world are not around any Christian witness at all in their life. 25%. Now, the, the ding is, is for me winning. That's right. Sorry. That not, so not that <laughs> terrible fact. 25%. That's a lot. We need a new referee. He, he pulled that out of nowhere. Charlie, you yes. killed that. You killed that. Even if you did pull it out of your hat, uh, you killed it. But you know what else you're killing it with? What? Someone worship. Oh man. You're doing so good. I'm blushing. You're doing so good. <laughs> but we wanted to uh we wanted to introduce you to kind of like this world premiere of this original song that Psalm One Worship, Charlie, his team, um, has been able to kind of put together. Um and a really cool part is we mentioned these packages earlier. Right. We mentioned this ten dollar package where you get music video. Uh, original exclusive song, a song from our classical worship team, Aaron Toms. Uh, and then each package above that, you get that included package two, $25 with the t-shirt yeah. package three fancy surf and turf dinner. I mean, Ooh. potentially hopefully that's up for debate. Did I mention too, it's good. limited seating. So you don't want to miss out now here. The inspiration for Psalm one is, uh, our theological conviction. We literally have Psalm one written around our church. That's right. Um, and so we want to be Psalm one people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so part of this art project, you know, and this offering God, this type of worship is um, exactly that. We want to be Psalm one people creating worship for God. Yeah. So part of this is this desire to partner with something that is global and influential and can reach people for Christ. And that's why we've partnered. So when you give uh, and, 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 you know, at these three package levels, uh, the net proceeds go to world mission offering and for the cause of Christ. That's awesome. Charlie, can I ask you a question before we, before we premiere this thing? What? I don't know if I've ever actually asked you this before. What, what was the, I guess the heart behind or the reason behind kind of creating Psalm one worship, because it's this creative arm of our church and of the first Baptist church Arlington ministry. But where where did Psalm one worship like come from? What it, what inspired you to do it? Uh, for sure, the theological conviction and vision from our pastors. So Dr. Wiles, Kurt Grice, they kept saying, "We're going to be a Psalm one worship, or we're going to be a Psalm one church, Psalm one people, Psalm one this." Yeah. And then I've uh, the church also. I have a conviction that it needs to create these um, worship opportunities and worship. Uh, type uh, elements Mm -hmm. for God and they can't be limited to just two genres, (laughs) classic and contemporary music. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we're all about like kind of pushing the boundary of what we think is acceptable for uh, the worship of God, because as long as it's centered on Christ, Mm -hmm. Christ centric, that is where our worship should. um, So like, for example, I'm writing a song with one of our bass players and it sounds a little bit like the Mandalorian. 
That would never fit in a congregational context. <laughs> but you know what? Like Disney Plus is Mandalorian? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my god! But he wanted to write a song of, uh, of lament. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and it's beautiful and it's interesting. But again, the genres don't fit. Mm-hmm. Sure. So why should we limit our ability to create art? Right. That's right. At the church. For God. Um, yeah. And so some people may, you know, disagree or whatever, but... Um, I believe that Christ sets us free mm-hmm. and in that freedom and in that freedom of spirit to be like Psalm one people um, we're meditating on the law of the Lord day and night. And so I'm thinking about the theology and then it inspires uh, different types of art. So yeah. that's where it comes from. You know what actually popped into my head initially when, when you mentioned that maybe just different things that wouldn't fit in the traditional worship experience in whether it be kind of the contemporary box, the classical worship box, I think in some of that as well is like just, you know, for a lot of us, like some of us work in vocational ministry, right? right? right. And then there's a lot of us that don't, like a lot of people that, you know, are doctors or firefighters or lawyers or nurses or whatever, you know, whatever you do. But it doesn't mean that you can't still bring like a worshipful experience, like for the Lord presenting your work, for Christ. Like, I just think, I don't know that in, in my mind, that was kind of the initial thing that I thought of is, I, I don't know if I ever made that connection or, um, well, it's kind of like, cool. It's kind of like this Edgar Allan Poe. What is he known for? The Raven. Yeah. But what is it? He what a kind He's of, a poet. He's a poet. So what poets do we know that are creating and are having the opportunity to create for God? And so Psalm 1 worship gives us an avenue and a lane to where that's safe. Yeah. And so we have some, you know, we have a lot of things in the works that hopefully, um, you know, just this one original song or music, that's just the starting point. Yeah. I hope whatever God wants out of our worship to him, we'll have an opportunity to, you know, we're planting seeds into the future. That's right. So without further ado, we want to introduce Psalm 1. My Soul Longs for You, written by 20 people from FBCA.
Psalm on worship, like I'm really proud of the way that they have embodied not only the writing of the music, but also like the living. So we talk about meditating on the law of the Lord day and night, delighting in the law. Mm-hmm. Um, and what great opportunity, again, to think about how uh, Ashley and I were having this discussion about like, you know, really missions and worship are like like brother and sister almost, you know, like, I don't, I don't know if that's a good way to put it, but we're we're brothers and sisters in Christ. But, you know, Ashley, uh, there's a part of this podcast. We want your input and education and life experience um, to kind of help guide us through some of this. So how does worship lead to mission? You know, that's a really great question, Charlie. You know, first of all, for us to understand that we, we have to understand our identity as a sent people. Mm. No matter who we are, we are a sent people. Um, we are all witnesses of God's redemptive work in this world. And so we all play different roles. Now, as our identity right. as sent people, we all have different roles. Some people may be a doctor, hmm. a lawyer, teacher, just like what Josh was talking about earlier. But there's people who are cross-cultural workers as well. Um, and it's through the the effort, the collective effort of different roles that we steward our responsibilities and giftings accordingly. Um, not everybody needs to be an ear right. for us to work. You okay. know, we need the whole body. Not everybody's called to be an ear. That's right. You know, so. That's right. So um, we're focusing on live sent right now for the for- foreseeable future and cross-cultural ministries. And I think that phrase undergirds the Psalm 1 image of a Psalm one person. Mm-hmm. And so when I, when I read some of the Psalms specifically like Psalm 96, one through three says, Oh, sing to the Lord, a new song, sing to the Lord, all the earth, sing to the Lord, bless his name, tell of his salvations from day to day, 
Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all peoples. Now, when we're enraptured by our love for God, um, God tends to give us his heart for his creation and his people, and we become ambassadors for God to go tell and do, which is an act of worship in itself. It is. It mm. is. So I think that's how worship can lead to mission, but the mission leads back to worship. Yeah. Well, some of my favorite like worshipers are these people that have had these cross cultural experiences because they taste and see the goodness of God mm. all around the world. Yeah. And then they come and they, they're like, this song means so much to me. Right. And I'm like, like, thank you. You know, like you, you get it. And every time I have a missional experience, that's a similar thing that happens to me. My eyes are, uh, God gives me perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're marrying the two in a sense. Like, you know, when, when you have a, an experience tied to a song, um, it just, I think it makes it, I think it makes it all the, all the more sweet. Um, and you know, initially when I think of missions, you think of being sent, going, going, going elsewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. To another country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To another country. That, going, that's what I was going somewhere, going yeah. somewhere far. But you know, we touched a little bit earlier on in the next year or so that we're going to have a local global missions center. Um, we have the three global centers already because I said four, but we, we have three. Um, I was close on that one. <laughs> you, killed, <laughs> you killed me in trivia, man. <laughs> yeah, until you came back and, you know, I, I won't bring it up. Right. Um, so, Ashley, what, what, what is this, um, like, local global mission center? Like, can you just give me a little bit of a peek behind the curtain of the idea behind this? Because I think as well for probably for most people, when they think missions, it's like going somewhere. But what does that look like on a local yeah. spectrum or sure. a local level? Sure. Um, you know, it's been a journey through my experiences overseas. You know, we've got globalization, technology shifts and missional arena right now. Mm-hmm. There are questions and prayers I've been wrestling with for many, many years. And so some of those are just focusing on what God wants to do through our church, you know, looking at our DNA towards the frontier groups and meeting those needs. I mean, we are a church about oh, the holistic gospel. And so years back, the Holy Spirit just laid on my heart to pray for those we would receive. We be, we're a sending church, mm-hmm. but what does it mean to be a receiving church? You know, in, in terms of the diaspora, those that are scattered are coming here. So how would we receive those people that have the same language as those around us, um, maybe different from English, um, that we could catalyze for the kingdom? And so we now have a group of people from different ethnic backgrounds here serving at our church. They've become family. And so I'm wrestling with this idea of what it means for us to live sent as a collective body towards this DNA together. Mm-hmm. You know, the West is no longer the leader in Christianity. Um, although we have the majority of resources right now, it's a time where the global church, we need each other to sharpen each other um, and so it, it's really a beautiful picture of how we can come together worldwide. And so I'm wrestling with these questions of our responsibility. What is it to have responsibility to those that are left privileged with less or no resources in terms of our brothers and sisters whom God wants to catalyze for his glory? How do we as a church listen and learn 
and journey alongside and be molded by those brothers and sisters around the world. Mm. And more practically, how do we undergird someone that has, that we received ourselves to send like someone who has maybe no social network to raise funds, but has this anointing and God is saying here, I've sent them to you. And so I'm asking, how do we do this? And so that's kind of where the local global center focus is right now. We're receiving those that we're about to send out locally to the diaspora. And also it'll have a global touch through technology as well. And so we've got a couple that's going through that right now, which I'm really excited about. Wow. Well, you know, like, so I've had uh, similar experiences, like with musicians, I, like these people have no way to make the music mm. or the tools that are available to me. Mm but they are so much better because God's anointed them and given this, this massive gift. Yeah. Right. And so, so I'm just making that connection within my own like life. It's like um, a ball of just untapped potential. Yes. Right. But also like the joint effort, I think it's a beautiful picture of the joint effort of the church, global church working together like we should. Yeah. Um, we have all the reason, you know, the, the world wants a, was wants us to not be unified. That's right. Because whenever this kind of stuff happens, like, come on, get out yeah. the way. God's going to change some lives. Yes. You know? Yes. So, uh, so we've made, you know, kind of some declarations for stuff. So what progress has been made? Yeah. Um, can you tell us about yeah, that? Well, you know, we are actually in a phase one of this launch, which means through a grant from restore hope and the, from the, WMO overage of funds that we had last year, this created a pathway for us to pilot this particular effort with a couple um, who has this anointing on them and has the language abilities and has the background and is still also in school learning, but they need that. So their social network is limited. So we're trying to take care of this family by providing them with um, a full-time work while they're raising the funds for this vision and still leading ministry globally. And, you know, to be honest, Charlie, God is bringing a lot more people at our doorstep. And I'm looking at this thinking, I've prayed for this, but I wasn't, I'm not ready for this. Oh man, have I ever said that? Have I ever said this? (laughs) So, uh, you know, I'm just inviting you and asking you to join me. Um, What is, how do we catalyze together for the kingdom of God? Well, it has been an amazing time of learning, having some fun, maybe even delighting in the Lord today. We did what we said we would do. Um, I'm (laughs) going to to come back with a vengeance on that trivia because I I lost this one. Okay. I have a jar ready for your money. I'm glad glad you can admit that. Ashley will always take her. So speaking of money and taking, again, we want to raise funds for the world mission offering. This is $100,000. That's our goal for for November Mm -hmm. only. Hey, let's blow that out of the water because we've already seen with excess funds, these types of new ministries happen and life change happens for the gospel. It's amazing. Yes. We can do this together. Yes. And maybe we can do something and God can do something more than we could ever ask or imagine. That's right. That's absolutely right. Um, So you can give via the way that you typically give your offering. Uh, Just make sure that it's labeled world mission offering. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can drop it off the church. You can pay through the app. That's how we do it. We do it through the app. Same. Um, and so, and then the other ways we're partnering with Psalm one worship, those three packages, 10 bucks gets you music and a video, $25 
gets you music video and t-shirt soft shirt everybody loves a t-shirt I, do. I get mine bigger these are so really cool they um, are they're really they're different really languages awesome. which yes. we'll talk about next time yes but, um and then uh the third package hundred dollars gets you a ticket to a candlelight fancy dinner with charlie corner booth at chili's it's gonna be no great. not at chili's i'll be waiting for you it will be surf i'll and have turf. that i'll have that skillet case entertainment <laughs> ready to go get out of here <laughs> so this is mission smith podcast signing off and we want you to listen, listen. we'll see you next time